Call for Action presents Of Consuming Interest, a public service show that discusses scams, deceptive offers, and other consumer concerns. Here's the director of WJLA 7 Call for Action and your host, Shirley Rooker. Are you concerned about privacy? Do you know what privacy is? How is it collected? What happens to data that's collected about you when you use your smartphone, use the computer, when you're doing internet shopping? Well, we're going to talk about all of this information, how it's collected, used, and what your concerns are and your rights and what should be done to improve it. I know this is a tall order, but we have a guest today who's really an expert in the subject. Christina Pusak is the Director of Policy and Research for the American Consumer Institute, and she's going to talk with us. Christina, welcome to Of Consuming Interest. Thanks for having me today, Shirley. Now, I'll tell you, this is a fascinating subject, and one that I think most consumers like me, don't really know and understand a lot about privacy. I'm concerned about privacy, but I need to be better educated. So when you and I were talking before we came on the air, you had suggested that we start off by just describing privacy. And I think the what are the basic, what is privacy? So I think that's a great point to start. Tell us how you would define privacy. Right. And and the reason why I suggested that is because privacy is getting a lot of hype right now, and that's mainly um, a result of a few events of data breaches and data misuse, coupled with uh, some emerging regulations. But I think we're still having a hard time defining what privacy actually is. And so to your point, Shirley, privacy is different for everyone. What some people might find creepy, for example, like web advertisements that target you uh, specifically based on very uh, personali- personalized knowledge of your needs, others might find this information very useful. So I think consumers are very concerned about things like identity theft, where they might lose money or health information getting out there about them. Um, and I think if you ask people, do you like targeted ads, Consumers tend to be much more positive on that than on things like identity theft. So it's not that there's no problems, and it's not that consumers fully understand uh, what these problems are. I certainly don't fully understand all the ways that information about me is being used by um, other people, but that's the challenge. So I, I personally believe that we need to do a better job of clarifying this concept what what do we understand by it and what specific harms we're talking about here this is actually one of the big problems uh we're seeing a lot of uh bills introduced uh to regulate privacy at the moment and we're seeing a lot of solutions proposed but fundamentally people don't uh, agree and don't understand on what the specific problems are so i believe that we should probably pick the ones where consumers are actually being injured and try to target legislation towards that. So so you're using yeah. you're actually taking a very practical approach to it. So what what can do you harm about your data and how do we protect consumers from that harm? I think I think that's a that's an excellent point because we've all read about the data breaches and the huge number of uh, consumers who've had their privacy breached and who knows that data is sitting out there somewhere and who knows when it's going to rear up and hit us in the face because it may not be used right now. You may not be 
impacted immediately when there's a data breach, but it's still out there somewhere, and it's in the hands of somebody that does not intend good things for you. Would you agree with that? I certainly agree with that. That's very correct. Um, and and we've seen some of these uh, data breaches breaches just becoming more frequent lately. So okay, so I let's let's talk about let's start with breaches. I think that's an excellent point because I think that really is and that is the major concern of consumers is how is the data that's being stolen from me? What's happening to it? So wh- what do, where do we look first? Let's suppose we take a data breach that happened with um, one of the major credit bureaus. I believe. Uh, Equifax had a major breach of data, right? And, of course, a lot of corporations have had breaches of data, department stores, credit cards, you name it. Well, maybe not credit. I don't know about credit cards. I take that back. Uh, but anyway, how how would we as consumers look at this and set up protections for ourselves so that we are not as seriously impacted by a data breach as we could be? Well, so consumers always have the choice to use or not to use a service to express the ultimate control of their privacy and their data. And that said, consumers should have a right to know what the agreement is and what I and ideally have the option to control it. So um, the decision should be clear and transparent. So, for example. Uh, before using a free service, you should know what, what and when you agree that everything you say and do and post will be stored forever and linked to everything marketers know about you. Mm-hmm. So I think, so yes, there should be transparency in the process, but a consumer should be given information to make better decisions. Well, so we what we really need to do is there are privacy policies in almost everything. And I, what I would question is whether or not most consumers read those because usually they're written in such a way that you can't understand what they are after you read them. So I, I think one place to start is make sure that privacy policies are clear and understandable by consumers. Now, that's a bigger issue than what we can deal with right now. But let's say that we do have privacy policies that we can understand and then consumers know about it. Do we have the right to opt out of someone sharing our data? It seems to me like it's my data. You're benefiting when you do a trans. Let's say we're doing an online transaction. We're buying something. I don't like the fact that sometimes this this what I've purchased will follow me all over the place, and I'll see pop up ads tailored to what I've done. I even hear about people having pop up ads on their computer based on what they've done and said on a personal assistant. You know, the, one of the devices in your home that you command for whatever you want to command it for. Um, and, and I'm sure that that's not unusual that they'll see ads somewhere else based upon something that they've said or searched for when they use this, let's say, Alexa or Echo or whatever they, they might be using. Um, is that uncommon? And do you hear about that kind of um, sharing of information that I find a little creepy? Well, so I, I believe this all all goes to how the digital economy works um, today. So I, I believe we, should, we, as consumers, we have just grown accustomed to the ease with which technology enables our lives. But I, I don't think we're fully aware of the trade-offs. So, well, what, um, what are we trading off? Let's say I'm doing an online purchase. 
I've done a search for the for the items that I want, and I'm going to buy something online. What am I giving up in order for the ease of that purchase? Right. So, um, in in this, you know, what? Uh, you we need, be... before you before you answer that, let's just take a brief pause here to let our listeners know that they're tuned into of consuming interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Katrina Pusak. She is the Director of Policy and Research for the American Consumer Institute. And we're talking about data and, and specifically the concern that consumers have about when there's a data breach and what happens to that data. So let's let's go back to how that data, that data that we just talked about, and you were going to answer me about uh, the data breaches and what happens. Right. So um, I, w- I was talking to you uh, about like how different uh, companies, mm-hmm. uh, bo- and that's both big and small companies, uh, use business model that specifically center on the use of personal data. And, um, and actually, contrary to what is often claimed, most companies do not actually sell personal data. Instead, what they do, they sell advertisers access to users without revealing their personal information. So just an example, Facebook sells advertisers access to users' newsfeed. Now, advertisers pay to reach an audience, and that audience could be uh, middle-aged women in Virginia who like dogs and running. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but in most cases, advertisers do not know who has, their, who has seen their ads. Mm-hmm. They only know that they are that their ads have been have been placed in front of a specific group of people. So that's the case of the social platforms. Now, as you mentioned, like when you do specific transactions, there are certain uh, cases when there's more sensitive data that is stored um, about consumers. And in that case, yes, we should be worried about that kind of data that is not misused or breached. So because financial information, for example, if you do online back banking, um, you're, you're out liable. You can be hacked. But, but that's kind of diverting from our discussion. So let's talk about when I do a transaction online, do I have the right to say to a company – I do not want you to share this information. I do not want you to sell this information. Do many companies, and I don't certainly don't see it, do they give you the, the ability to opt out of sharing? I mean, opt out has been a discussion over the years, and sometimes it's focused on, well, you should have to opt in to share your data, which gets to be cumbersome, and I'm not sure it's realistic. But it certainly seems realistic to me that consumers should be able to opt out of data. Uh, sharing is, is do companies offer that flexibility for consumers? Um, now there there are different. There's actually like um, you know a discussion around what you just said, like mm-hmm. what people um, have the whether people have the options to opt in or uh, opt out, and whether opt in should be the default for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's now, been a lot of discussion on that subject. Yes. So, but what it does is actually we we need to be careful because sometimes it conflicts with what people's values and interests are when mm-hmm. uh, they um, uh, use the specific options. So that's why I think opt out 
allows uh, those people who are super sensitive about certain issues to be asked, like, um, and to do the, uh, to be asked, like, do I, do I want this data out there? And to do the extra work that it takes to opt out of a service. Well, now, and, but I guess, the, I guess you put your finger on it. It's do the extra work because it isn't made easy. It's not, it's not something that's on the page where you're doing a transaction. Do you want to share this information? And you can click yes or no. Um, that that kind of choice is not available to consumers. I think it's much more hidden within a company or a database or whatever um, as to how you actually opt out. Privacy policies, yes. Go read them. Uh, yeah, I bet. I wonder how many consumers do. Anyway, um, shouldn't it be more clear to consumers when you're when you're sharing your personal information with somebody uh, that you in it's- fact have a right? Um, I, I feel like it's rather obscure in terms of being able to, to, to for consumers to know. Uh, and you're right about that, Shirley. Uh, I believe businesses should do a better job at communicated to uh, communicating to consumers what happens to uh, their data. Um, and I, w- I was talking, you know, uh, the option about opting out of a service. Mm-hmm. Now, the reality is that some of these services simply don't work unless you contribute your information. So, for example, um, asking a company to make decisions about whether or not your account is secure without being willing to contribute where your location is mm-hmm. uh, means, that, means that that service might not work as well or yes. might not work at all. So it's a give and so take. So we've got to, yeah, we've got to be willing to give some information, but we also should be getting something back. Exactly, and there's the trade-off exactly that we earlier talked about. Well, Correct. there's the convenience. I mean, there's the ability to being able to sit down at my computer at home and shop, and find what I want without having to take the time to go to a zillion stores to find it. Especially with items that are, you know, you don't find every day, or you can't find them easily in the on the shelves of your grocery store or your department store or where or your electronic store, whatever. Um, okay, so let's let's talk about now. When we know that data is being collected about us, it's it's upon the it's the burden is on the consumer to figure out how to protect that data. But what can we do aside from saying to the company, "Well, I don't want to share this." But what are some of the steps that consumers need to do that would be easy and would pr- give us some protection? Passwords. Uh, what are what are some of the things that we need to do? Right. Uh, so, I mean, just talking about, you know, you brought up a, a larger issue over there, and that's who has the responsibility for mm-hmm. data pr- privacy. And I believe we all share the pro- uh, that responsibility, whether it's the consumers, the businesses, and uh, the government. We all share the same responsibility. Now, in the case of consumers, I think it largely depends on their preferences towards privacy. There are people, you know, who have very strong privacy concerns, and there are other people who will post everything on Instagram from what they've, what whatever they've had uh, for lunch to however their new manicure looks like. So <laughs> I, I believe that's called oversharing. <laughs> <laughs> correct, but I think we need to we need to be aware that we live in a world where you can't get everything you want. So for as consumers, we need to be more aware of these trade-offs. Um, now, 
I do believe that we should not forget that consumers play a big role in encouraging greater uh, data security for sensitive information. Mm -hmm. And we we do have agencies and policymakers um, that can play a complementary role and a more educational role that allow consumers to make their own choices. Having said that, um, let's let's take a break here. We'll come back and talk about the policymakers and how what needs to be done. Uh, just to let our listeners know, they're tuned into of consuming interest. I'm Shirley Rooker. My guest is Christine Pusak. She's the director of policy and research for the American Consumer Institute, and we're talking about privacy. Well, the lack thereof, generally, I would say because I don't think there is such a thing as privacy anymore, not with all the street cameras and everything else that is out there recording everything we do. But we can have our own little corner, Christina, and think that we make some difference in the data that's shared about us. Um, do you do you see – so we have to be proactive as consumers. We've got to know what data is being shared about us. We have to do some research. We have to do some work. We can't just sit back and wait for it to be handed to us is is the message partly I think that we're trying to convey to consumers. But going beyond that, are there laws – and I I tend to want to have freedom of information and sharing – but I also want to know what kind of safeguards are built in. Are there laws that need to be changed? Are there things that need to be added or – taken away for that matter. Right. So uh, at the moment, uh, United States does not have a single federal data privacy law for the private sector. What it does, though, it, it has multiple privacy laws and regulators. So some laws create par- privacy rules for a specific sector, like healthcare or financial services, whereas others focus providing more on specific safeguards, um, such as uh, protecting children's privacy. Now, I do think that there's pressure right now because of uh, the GDPR in Europe, the General Data Protection Regulation in Europe, and the CCPA, which is a California law, to do something at the federal level that would preempt um, state rules. And I think there's there's room for legislation uh, in this space. But that said, I do think that um, Congress should take uh, several things into consideration when considering a federal law. And uh, we've talked, we have already talked about a few of them. First, I believe that Congress should um, improve transparency. Yes. Um, Amen. That. <laughs> unfortunately, and and that's and that's unfortunately because the privacy policies that are re- written right now they're mainly re- written for lawyers and not for consumers. Yep. So, um, that's that's a big issue. Se- secondly, um, I I believe that Congress should specifically a- address concrete privacy harms rather than just hypothetical ones. Um, th- there's there's a big difference between um, data collected for advertising and identity fraud. Um, so we, we need to be more rigorous in how we define uh, these privacy harms. Then the question also is who who's going to be the enforcer? And uh, so who, who should be we'll allowed do it. to... We'll do uh, it, Christina. Let's volunteer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I've got some good news, Shirley. Uh, so the FTC, so the FTC has, uh, that's the Federal Trade Commission, yes. has already shown some leadership on right. data protection. And right. that's, they have been doing that for decades. The problem is that they need more resources. As, you know, uh, data breaches become more and more frequent, we need to have more resources that go into that. Um, and last, I... I believe that Congress should also consider uh, how new regulation would impact innovation. Yeah, that's that's um, a critical. That is a critical part of that equation because yes, we've seen such fantastic developments in in information technology, exchanging of information, and so on. And it's it's unfortunate if we let the fact that there are sometimes pain caused to the consumer because of uh, the loss of privacy impact us in terms of putting such stringent regulations in place that would that would as you say impact innovation and we and we don't want to see that happen certainly i'm a pro business person so that's not something that i would would want to see but i think that what what you're saying is is that there needs to be some effort in in several sectors to protect privacy on the consumer side we need to make sure that we're only giving information that's essential, where there are opt-out provisions that we utilize them, which means we're going to have to work a little bit harder. But that also on the other side of it, that the companies and the data collectors let us know how that data is being used, and they do it in such a manner that it's easy for us to access, as you say, transparency. And then there's the higher thing of states protect privacy as well, and what what what's the federal role in doing all of this? So... <coughs> Some interesting equations there. I'm sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> Springtime allergies, let me tell you. So give us a final wrap-up. Uh, so we talked about some very important issues over here, but moving forward, I believe, as and as I mentioned, we all share that responsibility on privacy, whether it's us, the consumers, the government, or businesses, we are part of that responsibility equation. Uh, however, I do believe that it is imperative that consumers understand and be offered reasonable control over how their data, especially sensitive data, will be coll- uh, collected and used. Um, so clear and transparent rules, I believe, will allow consumers to easily and fully understand what data is being collected and used and for what purpose. So looking forward, hopefully, whenever this federal uh, regulation uh, comes out, it will have that at its core. Um, well, and we hope that it's reasoned and that there's impact, that there's input from consumers as well as businesses on on data and how it's collected. I, I think we would feel more secure about the data if we did understand a little bit more about how it's used, it, being used, and also what are the benefits for us from sharing data? Because there is there are benefits, wouldn't you agree? Yes, yes. Uh, as we talked about, uh, yes, yeah, so there are tremendous benefits. Um, and um, actually... Um, there's something I, I wanted to bring up. Like, we, we need to consider what the future of uh, this data use is. I mean, we're considering, you know, um, the possibilities and the opportunity with the Internet of Things. 
and the potential to bring um, and that and that's going to have to be a discussion for another time because we're running out of time, <laughs> Christina. Can't believe it. The time has flown by. And thank you so much for joining us. My guest has been Christina Pusak, Director of Policy and Research for the American Consumer Institute. I'm Shirley Rooker. Thank you for joining us. Of Consuming Interest is a public service program presented by WJLA 7 Call for Action, hosted by Shirley Rooker. Call for Action is an international nonprofit network of hotlines which offer free and confidential assistance. If you have a complaint, contact Call for Action at 301-652-HELP. That's 301-652-HELP. <laughs>